what's the word? Gastraceous? Gastraceous? Gaseous? Yeah, we got we got a lot bubbling around always. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. You know, for for worse or for worse. Uh, and yeah, you're you're chugging a Dunkin', so that's gonna create some some stuff. And Big I'm drinking a, my classic tea, my caffeine tea. Hell yeah! So sick, dude. So we're doing good. We Danny. are doing good. We're fine. We're doing good. Life's fine. Uh, Danny, you know, what have you been just generally thinking about tech in the last, like, this year? Like, it's just been a wild year. I know we're getting towards the end of it. But, like, there's been so many insane tech things that have happened. Like, it's just, it's like we could, every week, we could just, like, take a hundred hours and like go into detail about something that like is, is, is like really cool or something that's super horrible. Like we're just living in the two extremes all the time. Like it's uh... Elon Musk killing the one place people still liked (laughs) social media wise. Like, yeah, because it was the one place that like, there wasn't that much interference in what it was, you know, like Twitter's just kind of let it be. Yeah. 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 It's like whatever you want. And now it's like, you know, all that. So it's like, oh man, so that good, the thing that some people still liked is gone. And then we have AI, which is like so cool. And then also terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just, yeah, it's just been, it's such things move so fast when you're on the exponential upswing of technology improvements. It, well, that's, that's the thing, right? I feel like um, the exponential is true in so certain areas but in others it's like not at all like in, in like as far as like uh like personal technology like yeah that has stalled basically for the last five years right so like uh what if i'm thinking like tvs computers phones over the last five years like what major improvements that have like drastically changed your day-to-day life probably has stabilized it has stabilized we we've reached the the plateau of the s-curve but then other things like AI yeah. and the way we're accessing information and how it's impacting like our work and you know how you're creating things that is like in the last six months it just feels comp- like we've, yeah. we've had yeah. years of, of exponential growth yeah it's 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 just like you know it doing a tech thing for a podcast for content it's just like man there's so many things like yeah. it's it's yeah. just it's truly crazy so and you I have know, I feel like the, I haven't kept up that much. Anyways, yeah, no, sorry. No, but this is the DMGT podcast where we do talk about tech. Yeah, that's and so it kind of was setting us up. We're gonna be talking about some tech that you might not know much about because it's like just starting to really become available. Yeah. Wi Fi yeah, seven. Yeah. Um, just because I think this is a pretty huge leap um from where wi-fi most people are still wi-fi 6 most likely if you're like renting your modem and router it's most likely wi-fi 6 i think maybe verizon home internet does wi-fi 6e like i think that's one i saw and maybe like like maybe t-mobile um but so like we're gonna talk about wi-fi 7 because like holy crap some of the tests that are coming out about it are truly insane and i think i want to make sure we touch on like data caps because i think this is yes yes going to create a huge fucking problem for that um but we're also gonna gonna talk about a couple other things we're gonna talk about uh the new telltale game series the expanse 
Um, I'm a huge Expanse head, so I've played the first episode, and I just, you know, I really wanted to shove this into an episode so that I can also just generally talk about my love of Telltale games and the oh, like. Yeah. Just gen- I love Telltale games. Telltale games have been great, yeah. Um, and also, you know, yet another way to try to get Danny into the Expanse. being obsessed with the Expanse. Um, we'll chat a little bit about like wearable AR. Um, yeah, like, yeah, and, like. You, like you, not <laughs> Apple AR and not like Oculus, but just kind of like. But also, yes, this, kind of. It's but then also it, kind of. It, that's so what your take yeah. surprised me yesterday. So I, I'm interested to dig into it's, that. I'm interested. Yeah, we're, we'll talk about that. And then, you know, it's back to school time. It is back to school time. So we'll give you some ideas of <laughs> what do those little, what do those freaks need? How many I I have the analytics for uh who's listening and there's uh there's like forty percent, I think like forty to forty four percent of our listeners, which you know, that makes up there's like five to ten of you um are okay, like in that age like range. That. <laughs> like you share just not with say your, it like that. Share this with your <laughs> fucking classmates, man. We're we're giving good advice here. Uh yeah, it would be in the applicable range for like either high school or, or college. So, um, yeah. anyways, well, at some point it's time. I can't believe it's time to think about that. Uh, that usually is like, oh man, we're like approaching the end of summer here, even though like technically seasonally we're like smack in the middle, like smack yeah, in the middle. But that, that's the thing. I mean, the, all the months are different now. Like it's just, yeah. it has fully yeah. shifted. Like, I think that we should call summer like just, it's really like, June through honestly, it could be through sep- like half of September at this point. It is through September. Okay. Literally, well, then, fall doesn't start until like September twenty second or something like well, that. Well, there you go. So it's perfect then. Uh, but I think it should start earlier because it starts on the middle of June. Honestly, I'm like, yeah, y'all, let's just put June fully in. There. Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's make be it real. June. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. We only but, get like a month of spring, basically. <laughs> If well, at least in the lucky. Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. In Chicago, sometimes you get like a week of spring and a week of fall. <laughs> oh, man. Don't tell me that. Fall's my favorite, but it's the same deal. Last year, we had a decent like four Last weeks Last year was of a fall. decent fall. Decent we had fall. a decent fall. Well, Danny, where do you want to start today? Let's start there with the Wi-Fi 7 because, um, man, I, I was doing some research here and I was like, oh, God, I have not been keeping up with Wi-Fi technology at all, really, ah. since uh, Wi-Fi 6. So... Um, I want to say in like 2018, I upgraded our routers to Wi-Fi 6. I have a, um, an alien, uh, it's like really gaming gamer focused, um, uh, Amplify, Amplify is the company that, that makes these okay. and it's like the alien routers fo- focused on gaming. They have a bunch of different bands. Uh, it does Wi-Fi, um, it has, it has, it has dual 2.4 gigahertz and five gigahertz bands of Wi-Fi. So okay. I have like. You know, the normal, everyone share on this one, put most of the devices, like the, our TV and the streaming devices, but like our laptops and like the PlayStation and my computers all plugged into the, the five gigahertz band for faster input and stuff. Um, if I'm not, whenever I'm not connected directly uh, via Ethernet. And that has been great. So it, my experience with it has been awesome. It's been cool. A lot of good I'm actually getting the speeds that I'm paying for, usually, assuming that Xfinity is actually giving me uh, the the gigabit speed. Um, right. But my biggest problem with it has been uh, just latency and 
the inconsistency in the drops like we'll be if we're like watching tiktoks in bed right like just like scrolling then i'll be like oh it's slow it's like cutting in and out so it's kind of frustrating with very first world problems right but like we're not even 20 feet away from the router there are like multiple walls in the way sure but we're not even that far from the router and it's just inconsistent uh the speed is fine but it like cuts in and out, which is kind of frustrating. Or if I'm in the kitchen and like we're cooking, like, oh, let me pull up the recipe video real quick. Mm. It's like usually it's fine, but like that's what the it's inconsistent on the um, latency and I, is, is it stableness latency, of stableness, connection? Yes, the yeah. internet does connection stability, which is yeah, uh, which has been frustrating. But it was a fun like I really enjoyed upgrading to Wi-Fi 6 and getting the actual like better speeds. Uh, I think I was like on four. I wasn't even on five. I made the jump from four to four to six. Um, So then reading all of this information, it's like one, six E was already like a really big jump in terms of like throughput and speeds. And seven is like also kind of maintaining that, but the improvements to stability and latency is insane like just the the, the, some of the practical uh tests that people have been doing and like the theoretical like uh requirements of like oh it's actually like maintaining pace with like you know how like bluetooth will tell you like oh we're improving the speed and blah 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 and bandwidth and it's like you're getting like a fraction of that really in practice this is big like this is you know a a much bigger leap yeah for sure so yeah because i'm i'm rocking Wi-Fi 6 as well. I have a mesh system. The Deco 60 X68s have two. I use beamforming. I use the mesh. I use the handoff. I yeah. use all of the features that my mesh gives me. I think the thing that I notice, because I, I live in like an old-ass Chicago house. Mm. Um, it's not huge. And I have oh, yeah. two, um, two, connect, two uh, beacons, like my main beacon, which is down at my initial connection, which is in the basement right below the kitchen, um, which is very close to where I am now. And then my other one I have up in my bedroom, opposite side of the house on the second floor. Yeah. So like, I think, you know, the the big thing about Wi-Fi 6, and also I just think Wi-Fi 6 devices. I think some of it is device uh, handling of Wi-Fi 6, and some of it is like the five gigahertz bands being something that I think Wi-Fi 6 brought us right right that's where five five gigahertz came i have consistently had qualms with the stability of wi-fi uh five gigahertz yes to the point where i will put some devices to force on two two point four um like my playstation every time i turn it on i have to turn off and on the internet (sighs) because it's not corded in and that's how bad wi-fi five can sometimes be now once you do that it's fine the whole time and it doesn't drop out, but like it like devices are just not as good at connecting and disconnecting from it. Um, which in is a way weird that because six was supposed blends. to bring improvements to that. Like. Yeah. And it really doesn't, I don't think it does. Cause like, you know, my phone needs to be smarter at utilizing 5g over Wi-Fi to make it seamless. Cause I have 5g in my house everywhere. Because we live by the 606, yeah, and I'm pretty sure the lights that they have on the 606 are 5G lights, because they look like some that I saw on YouTube, <laughs> and they seem to have like a little extra bit, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure they shove a, a, a 5G extender in there, so it means like I'm likely getting really good 5G because I'm right by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you're right by if that. If that's true, but otherwise, I'm always seeing 5G on my phone, 
Um, but I think the thing that's crazy is like phones still don't understand like, oh, it's not loading, but it says yeah. you're on Wi-Fi, you know, out in my yes, yard or whatever. Yes, yes. And I'm like, oh, you know God. you have fucking 5G right here. <laughs> don't make me turn off my Wi-Fi. Just know. Yeah. Isn't that it's what it says it's supposed to be doing? Yeah, yeah. Like on the on the features. So I also think like, did did we even get to the point of like consumer technology maximizing Wi-Fi six and six E? I don't think we did. And I wonder how quickly consumer technology is going to adopt to Wi-Fi seven because it seemingly solves all of the problems that we have. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think so. A lot of a lot of it is in in doing research, even be, not even just for Wi-Fi seven. I think just in general, like um, routers need to get better with uh, like routing data using channels that weren't interfering with other devices. In like especially if like you're in a major city, like we are, uh, or in a department unit. That's we're talking. There's in so your many house. There are, there. Are, six beams are going through us all six the time. different routers with different signals and like they're all trying to use similar channels and like the technology is like it, it's all sharing like radio waves are all the same so they're interfering with each other uh, to some degree so like having more channels uh is is i think what's helping wi-fi 7 a ton because it's going up to you're doubling it basically you're going all the way up to 320 hertz as far as like the bandwidth size of the channels uh, whereas everything up to Wi-Fi 6 is 20, 40, 80, 160. Yeah, and I think, like, so, you know... And we're getting, like, really technical here, but... Uh. We are, we are. <laughs> and But that's, you know, hey, part of what we get to do, this is why we have this, because no one else will talk to us about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think the cool thing about Wi-Fi 7, and, like, if you're thinking, you know, oh, hey, I'm I'm wanting to upgrade my router anyways, like, I would probably say, you know... Uh, if you go with like TP-Link, you go with some of the Netgear, like the like classic. The right now, yeah. We are the top of the heap when it comes to routers. If you're gonna buy one, get one that's Wi-Fi seven capable, so that you don't have to worry for the next four to five years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now the thing is, oh, but I don't have any Wi-Fi seven devices. All Wi-Fi routers will have redundancy for Wi-Fi 6E and Wi-Fi 6, yep, at yep. least for the next couple of years, yep. if not forever, because I believe they all have the redundancies of other bands. But the cool thing about, I think the thing that is the most game changer for me is that not only does Wi-Fi 7 include a 6 gigahertz band, so basically 2.4, super overwhelmed, Right, yep. like everyone yep. was using Every, that. Like That's all normal radio yeah. waves. Five gigahertz comes to kind of cut through some noise, but six gigahertz is even less used by other things, right? And then with that, you get different widths of those bands. Yes, to get to that three hundred and whatever three hundred twenty bit. And then the best part about it is it can take all of those channels, and you can get your Wi-Fi from all of those channels in a combined multi uh, stream of basically taking the best parts of each channel at that time to serve you your Wi-Fi. And that's where I think the huge gains are going to come from for stability, for distance, for consistency. Because, Danny, have you done like a (laughs) Wi-Fi test on like right by your router 
10 feet away, 20 feet away. Yeah, I have. It sucks. It's such a bummer. Man, if my office was in my basement next to my door to go outside of my basement, because that's where my access point is, I would be pulling my full speeds all of the time. But up here, right before this recording... (laughs) 30 feet away yeah, and one floor yeah. up. It's really annoying. I'm getting 100 max down, and I have an 800 megabit connection. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really frustrating because um, it's like, and Lily gives me the, a hard time for this all the time, and I'm like, you're, you're right, but she knows her shit too, so that's why she's giving me a hard time. Um, like we're paying for the gigabit connection, which is technically up to twelve hundred megabits a second. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little bit over uh, a gig. We paid like I don't remember. I don't remember. It was it was stu- it was a stupid purchase. It was expensive. It was like two hundred and fifty three hundred dollars for the router. Mm-hmm. And why am I getting fifty down inconsistently in the bedroom, thirty feet away from the router? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing, you know, like I also had a conversation with Christine after I bought <laughs> the Deco system, which was my second mesh system. I was about I to say, Euro like you were before. having trouble with the apartment and now that in the house, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, well, it, it's it's the Decos are so much more reliable than yeah. the Euros. Fuck Amazon Euros. They're terrible. They're not worth it. <laughs> um, I tried everything to make those work and they could not perform the tasks I need. But. I had that same conversation with Christine being like, so you're saying if we do this, no problems ever again? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah that's, that's not how, well, like, it's not how tech, it, it's well, not how technology works, but less, less often, and I guess and more cool. Yeah. And like, you know, but that's the thing where if you're not like a gearhead, you may not yeah, like understand point, why right? it's helpful, but it's like my stability overall hundred times better i never get dropouts unless there's an internet outage that's good i just get those little moments of slowness and things like that yeah it's the inconsistency of the experience right now danny on gig internet with xfinity do you get unlimited data i do i do actually okay so i have 800 and i get 1.2 terabytes a month and so I hit that. You're like right up there. Often, I hit that I basically imagine. every single month. Yeah. Either I go over by a little bit, so it's 10 bucks for like 50 more gigs, or I'm just right at it by the day that it turns over. And like, I think the big problem that's going to come with Wi-Fi 7 is unless you have a gig internet plan or your provider doesn't uh, limit it, um, as as basically data transferring becomes easier over Wi-Fi, devices that you have connected to it will want to use that yeah. horsepower to do shit. So all devices are, because there's more opportunity to take more of that internet speed, they're going to. Yeah. And then I think what's going to happen is with Wi-Fi 7, to get full adoption, I almost think that data, data caps are going to have yeah. to be reckoned with mm-hmm. because... I mean, if you guys, if people have an Apple TV and you in any way use the screensaver feature, do you know that the default of the Apple TV is to download yep. five to 10 gigs of video content a day? It's, it's nuts. 
a day. It's nuts for the screen for the video screensaver. Yeah, just a little video screensaver that you only ever see like one new one a week. But apparently, that's ten gigs of data What's that they just it? download every single day. <laughs> It, it, people forget like how much data is required to stream 4K video content, and yeah. also to be fair, I mean it doesn't. We don't need to be fair to Apple, but like they are nice screensavers. They look very pretty, especially they, on an OLED. They're super fun yeah. to watch. They're super fun <laughs> to watch. Like I love them, but I just but it's just so much. That. There's no there's no need. There's no need. Yeah. There's no need. Yeah. Is is the point? Um, yeah, and I everything think- is doing that. That's connected. Everything is taking data. So. I think that's going to become a real problem, especially, I mean, we're, you know, dual income, no kids working from home, both of us on calls pretty consistently, like data caps don't make sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not going to make sense when you can literally download, you know, like, let's say you can download like the masters of like an insanely long album series in the highest possible bit rate in like a second <laughs> yeah like, yeah and like you know what i mean like the amount of data you can chew is going to just inherently control your habits well it's like re- remember like not as wasn't that long ago where uh like games went digital and like uh, not to like completely pivot into games here for for a bit but People were you talking have to about download like, them overnight. Yes, yes, that's yeah. what I was about to say. Like you have to download them overnight. Like oh shoot, this thing is like four hundred gigs. I gotta download it overnight. I can't play tonight. And now it happens in thirty minutes at most. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really excited to see what it is. And um, if you want to learn more, um, Chris Majestic Majestech on YouTube um, was one of the first people I saw posting like a uh, practical in home. Mesh Wi-Fi seven. It is impressive. It is. It's insane. crazy. Also, I gotta like, wonder, like, what the hell is this internet data plan at home? Because holy shit. Yeah. How are you pulling like four gigs? Yeah. Like at all. Um. <laughs> but I think a speed test is just the speed. It's not actually practical. Sometimes I wonder no, if that's I, sometimes it's thing. just like a file, and it's just like sends it over and over again over expend extended period of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, but still, yeah. Like he he does he does a he has a pretty decently sized house and he'll set up his access points shows you all of where they are where he is when he's doing a test and he goes all the way out to his like end of his driveway yeah and like I think even on the driveway it was getting like eighty percent of the speed that it got right next to the router and we're talking nearly three gigs down it was Um, insane. Absolutely Truly insane. insane. Uh, that, insane. That's what made me the most excited because I saw that video, the practical test. I was like, oh, no, Spencer, why? Why? Why am I looking into this? Because now I'm thinking about upgrading my router system at it's home. It's because we, Danny, because we do a We have a problem. We have problems. Yes, we have a tech podcast, so we unfortunately have to know this stuff, and then we have to obsess about it yeah, for like eight yeah, months. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Something Wi-Fi to keep 7, in mind hey, for sure. It looks cool. Re- it looks cool. I'm pretty sure they just started selling hardware like mid march something yeah like, like that. not like, that it's long really ago. really new you know what's crazy the <clears> standard <throat> hasn't even been finalized yet for wi-fi 7 interesting interesting <laughs> so the text there that. but like the standards <laughs> like well well i mean you know tech's always changing and evolving and up and you know improving so this is uh, true you're always gonna this be behind true. no matter what i can't you can't think about that yep. too much spencer no can't no, think no. About i mean that you're saying much. that you're you're I, th- I feel like 
you're talking to yourself right now. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But we knew this. Uh, uh, let's let's move into uh, staying on tech uh, here for a bit before we talk about the experience. Right. Wearable AR VR. Okay, so I hadn't realized how many companies were pumping out these like mixed reality like glasses things where you ba- it basically looks like a sunglass, but it has like a little projector device and a screen being behind it. Where it's not as obvious, it's still pretty obvious that you're wearing like some kind of tech on your face. Yeah, but it's a little less obvious. And the first thing that I'm think that I was thinking of, like, how is this that different? Because we're not talking about um, like VR headsets, like full on. This isn't like an Apple Vision Pro or an Oculus or a PSVR. We're talking about like augmented reality um, glasses that just display things that you could still see through and see your surroundings um, in a much smaller form factor. So many companies are making these types of like headsets, and all I'm thinking of is like, this isn't that much different from Google Glass. It's really not. Like, uh, and I think the crazy thing is we were kind of researching all of these AR sets or glasses or whatever. Is like Google Glass has like a Google Glass two that is for businesses, and Amazon has a similar thing, and. Uh, there's Lenovo has like a, uh, very like business oriented one. So I guess, you know, it kind of gives me some context that I didn't know with like what Apple is making their AR headset for. Yeah. And like in my head now I'm like, oh, I think the Apple headset is similar to the Mac tower or whatever, where it's like, this is only for people where this is actually going to help job function. Yes. This isn't a consumer product, really. Because well, looking at the... the Apple tries like, to pitch it as a consumer product, so that's right. where to, you know... Yeah. But it's twice as expensive as the next most expensive Yes, one. yes. It is insane. Like, like uh, the Lenovo ones are the, the closest price uh, in what I was looking at for some... Just trying to find as many comparisons as possible. Um, but I am interested in the idea of augmented reality uh, as a way to solve that problem we were talking about last week of screens at home. Like, uh, I think there is some applicability to, you know, like thinking about travel and thinking about wanting to play your PlayStation and not use a screen. Like, sure. I'm just mostly interested to see what does it look like? You know, how is it acceptable? And and what are these, like, could this be something, could I plug it into my work computer? And, yeah. And, yeah. and use yeah. it and see, you know what I mean? Because the Enreal um, glasses, uh, air glasses, they're like under 400 bucks. And, you know, they do a lot of what the Apple... AR is going to do, and I really haven't experienced AR, so that's also it's like there's an entry point I might try out. Sure, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but I just think my main reason for wanting to talk about it is when it when we come when we think about tech, right? And you think about future tech, you always think about augmented reality, like more than virtual reality. Aside from like Ready Player One, every future tech thing. Everyone has some version of augmented reality. And 
Yeah. The Google Glass, that's what I was excited about because I'm like, that's cool. A heads-up display is helpful. And now it's like, I want to just... Wouldn't it be cool if we're like five years away from my prescription glasses being able to extend my desktop? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, It's definitely a thing where... Google, like, I, I want to talk about the tech here, and then we'll talk about, like, the functionality here, because I think there's two prongs prongs to this approach and, like, to the advancements of this tech. Google Glass was 10 years ahead of its time. Yeah. Because people weren't willing to accept wearables as, as like, a thing that you would use all the time. Like, like, not even something on your face, right? Because a lot of it was, like, there's this dumb thing on my face. There's a camera. I'm not comfortable with all of this. Now, 10 years later, we have smartwatches and monitors and things and all sorts of little devices that are somewhere on your person, on top of your phone, that are giving you additional context and additional pieces of information that people are starting to find helpful. Uh, not even so much from like a consumer standpoint, but even from like a health standpoint or mm -hmm. an accessibility standpoint, right? Like a lot of this is... Um, Helping those cases as well, even if they're pitching it to the consumer as well, because they still need to make money. Um, but what surprised me about this is that it's not really like the technology hasn't you this is like speaking to the beginning of our conversation here. Like this is not an area where I've seen the exponential growth. Right. Mm -hmm. Where it's like it's really not that different, although it's like a little bit more dedicated um, with this. I think the idea of like a monitor on the go is because this is effectively a lot of these AR glasses are effectively monitors on your face because they're they don't have sensors they're not really tracking the space around you unless you get like an auxiliary device the Xreal or Nreal I don't know they changed the name like three times already um, has like an auxiliary device an additional device where it's like okay now it'll handle some of the tracking with your head and things like that um, to mm -hmm. keep things in space um but they're still just projectors or, or, yeah, projectors and displays on the go. I think the idea of, like, having something a little bit more convenient um, without having to have a huge, like, a huge monitor in front of you, uh, a little bit more compact, makes sense. I think it's still in the early stages where I think now, as if consumers start adopting this, and I think, like you mentioned, like, potentially excited about the concept of mm -hmm. this and the functionality, we could start seeing some improvements there. I think. For me, the the hard sell is just I like being able to put something down at a moment's notice and stepping away and turning around without something uh, on my face. And that's maybe because in my brain, I'm not decoupling like the convenience of it where I'm like, you know, if I'm going to have something on my face, just give me the full v PSVR 2. I want to put this on. I want to have like an mm -hmm. hour dedicated to like do this. Otherwise, I prefer having my switch in my hand and I get like where it's more convenient. Like I think your argument is always the best where it's like imagine being in bed and being super comfortable and not like twisting your neck and stuff when you're playing your games or whatever vampire survivors like that is the best pitch i still for me it doesn't make that much sense i'm more excited about like a full vr but i think that's just like the tech that i'm most interested in mm. but i'm but i think i i see where you're what you're saying as far as like where we're headed as far as like integrating technology and virtual things that we're already doing regularly as yes. far as like your zoom calls and yep. everything else to your day-to-day -day life without having to like ah hold on let me grab my laptop and pull up my yep. laptop or i mean this is the thing like like we're 
we're just we're I think we're on the cusp of yeah. this becoming more of a focus. Like, you know, you do need a big a big dog getting out there like Apple for that to really start to become more talked about, if not mainstream. Like and then think about earlier in this conversation, you were like, oh, I'll like want to pull up a recipe on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know how annoying it is to either decide to keep your iPhone unlocked or your your iPad so it doesn't turn off? Uh, but you have to remember to do that because I don't always want that. It's only when I'm cooking do I want it. And then, oh, also there's meat on my hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and now yeah, I'm touching my yeah. phone, no, making it dirty. Fair. That's fair, I'm like, yeah. it's... It's literally the idea of a heads-up display for a recipe in the per- in the corner of your vision, so you can still be chopping your shit. Like that is the future that we were sold throughout all of the movies and TVs we've ever watched. Yeah. Like, you know, I think eventually, like the the endpoint of something like this could be they figure out how to put displays in literal contact lenses. Yes, yes. Right now, the functionality I'm not sold on because you're tethered. Here's the other thing. Yes. You're, you have to be tethered. There's yeah. no going around any of these devices. They're all tethered because they don't have, like, computers in them. And that's well, when you, the moment you put computers in them, like, bigger dedicated chips, now you're talking about a virtual reality headset as well. And at that point, like, if you're a company developing these products, you're like, okay, well, that costs a lot of money. So yeah. might as well give it the functionality that people would justify that price for. So I, it's it's tricky. I I like where it's going potentially. Right now, I'm not sold on it. I'm actually kind of surprised how much you're more sold on it than I am. But you're a glasses boy, and I'm, I'm a, a glasses boy. boy. <laughs> and also, it's like my use cases of wanting to lay down while playing video games is is a strong impulse. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that no shame here. I have weird impulses, too. It's like, Danny, do you really need the VR headset? Like, yeah, but it's cool. No. It feels like I'm in my spaceship. You know, it's cool. It's a very I'm impulse I'm in my thing. spaceship. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of spaceships, Danny, because we'll end with some back to school. Yeah. Um, the Expanse, a Telltale game series. Episode one has been released, uh, and we're waiting. Episode two is next week. So two weeks between episodes. It's a five-episode series from Telltale Games. Telltale Games, kind of their first one since it's been all a while, of right? The craziness of bankruptcy or assignment or whatever it's yeah, called, yeah, yeah. You know, some issues with growing too big too fast, not treating people well. That company folds. Company comes in, buys the IP, and says, "We are continuing. We want to just make more Telltale games." Like yeah. effectively is their goal, and one of their first ones. Uh, you know, coming out is is this uh this new one, um, for the Expanse. They did do uh ten episodes of a Batman one. That's uh, right. They did the Arkham, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shadows edition, Batman Shadows edition. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, and then the Wolf Among Us two is something potentially coming in twenty twenty four. Um, so like, Danny, do you have history with? Telltale games. I've only played the uh, the first episode of the Game of Thrones before they discontinued the rest of it. Okay, so very little. Very little. I, I am okay. I'm familiar with like because they also did uh, the Walking Dead, right? Mm-hmm. And that was like a really big one. So even though I actually haven't played them, people get like what? But I yeah, mean, they're yes. good. They're good. So I have played the Walking Dead, the Wolf Among Us. Um, I think I played Batman back in the day. Uh, and then now I'm playing, uh, 
the expanse. So like I I haven't played all of them because honestly there was too many Walking Dead ones and I got really sick of Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I really love the approach to kind of interactive storytelling that Telltale does where you're you feel you do feel like you are controlling some of the narrative and your decisions hold weight. And then over time they just slowly add a little bit more of a gameplay element to it. And I yeah. think the expanse is the first one I've played where I'm like, Oh, walking around feels good. Like, cause that's often not the case with the telltale <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, I think I like where they're bringing like kind of the updates to their art style where it still has some heightenedness, but they're trying to keep it a little more realistic looking. Yeah. yeah. Less cartoonish, less rotoscoped, I think. Um, and then Danny playing this as a huge Expanse fan. Yeah. Um, these motherfuckers, they got the music rights. So they're oh, playing the cool. Expanse music cool. from the show All and right. building off of that. Hell yeah. So the second it starts up, I'm just like, oh, I literally go, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that this was that tied oh, to the. This great. is, I was so excited. And then they have um, the main, the, the, uh, the actress that played the, uh, the 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 role in the the show is reprising her role. Um, That's cool, which is really awesome. And uh, that I'm really I'm really really excited uh, to see where it goes because this first one just kind of starts like starts slow. It's like yeah. not that long. It's kind of getting you into the world and. Um, kind of giving you more of, you know, what was Kamina Drummer like before she met the crew of the Rosanante before, you know, all of the main things happened uh, in the series. And I think the really cool part about this is uh, the James S.A. Corey, which is the two writers for The Expanse, worked with Telltale in a... nice like more consultative capacity, but yeah. telltale director of the game stated like, there's a lot of what they recommended in this game and having the original actress, uh, Cara Gee reprise her role. Um, I think is awesome. Cause she's, I mean, K Kamina drummer is one of the coolest sci-fi characters ever in my opinion. And I think the really interesting thing about this game is it absolutely nails zero G and zero G navigation with mag boots and how often your perspective is shifting as you're moving around mm. because it is literally, you can just start walking up to a ceiling and then the camera pans and it becomes your floor. You can. Oh, that's like, trippy. It's very trippy and they're using it. It's and like they're like constantly in the first episode being like, you can ping for a direction of where to go because it is legitimately dizzying. Like that first moment, it was, you know, like uh, we talk about those moments that just you go, oh, oh, that was cool. Yeah. When you're yeah, playing yeah. a video game, it gave me that in that first episode. And then as a huge fan of The Expanse and knowing, Kamina Drummer's past to what Kamina becomes by the end of the show or the the books, whatever. Uh, 
they really let you play that if you wanted to be that person because Kamina Drummer cool. early on was known to be extremely violent and has the shortest fuse of all time, but always would do whatever it took for the crew. So like, if yeah, you don't yeah. know that, you can play this game <laughs> very kindly. And you know, Telltale after every episode gives you what percentage of choices did people make. Right, right. Now, I played it as Kamina Drummer before meeting all of the people that changed her so much. So you were canonically brutal. Oh, fucking like half of like almost all of my choices were the minority. But I was like, you guys don't know the expanse well enough. These were the correct choices for Kamina Drummer, the character, not what you think. I'm like, she would have absolutely spaced that dude. No hesitation. I was like, yeah, you're getting spaced. Fuck that. <laughs> you try to kill me. I'm killing you. Like, that's what Kamina Drummer oh, did. I love that. Like, it was that really, really fun. Um, and they built this to get more people into the expanse. So I honestly, Danny, I think this may be it. This, this may, may be, be it. The way. This may be the way. This may be okay. the way. One thing I'm going to have to tell everybody that doesn't have not watched the show that may be weird. Kara Gee uses an accent as a belter for Kamina Drummer. And there is mm-hmm. a lot of belter verbiage and language in this show and in this, in this uh, game because, you know, if she's a belter, they're going to talk like belters. If you don't understand that Kara Gee is a truly amazing actress that absolutely crushes this role in the TV series, it can sound quite stilted. But that is just kind of how the character was formed. It's not. Yeah. It's it, it, if you if you aren't expecting it, you might initially be like, "Is this like low rent voice acting?" But it's not. <laughs> it's actually like very accurate to how they decided Belters would speak and how Karagi um, had that. And Karagi is like such a smoldering, explosive actress where like she really like is great at. Um, like rage through clenched jaw talking. <laughs> oh, that's very um, descriptive, actually. Nice. Yeah. Like she, she it's like, uh, I mean, like Kamina Drummer is like one of the ultimate badasses of sci fi, in my opinion. So uh, that's one thing. It's like stilted to because she is so guarded as a person that um, she just really doesn't give much to people. Um, and especially earlier in, in her life, like it's just, man, what a cool world. And honestly, the zero G stuff just floating around the outside of a ship trying to find stuff feels so good. This is a full ass developed language. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, they're huge nerds, man. That's cool. Like, I mean, they wrote like a they wrote a 10 book or nine book series all within like 10 years. And also they wrote probably 30% more than that in just like novellas and short stories. Like these dudes, once they got into it, they, they didn't stop. There's straight up grammar, orthography, phonology, mm-hmm. the whole thing for, the, for Belter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm just like laying that groundwork for anyone listening. Like what the yeah. hell are you talking about? Yeah. Like, but you're going to definitely that's what understand. I was thinking a bit. <laughs> yeah. Like what, like they're, they're going to say phrases, but like, they still use like human cadences of structure. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, 
calling someone a dumbass instead they call them like a beltalota that's uh, funny that's fun that's fun and, i like yeah it. and there's that's just fun. like fun words like that um and so i'm really excited uh to see where it goes but i would say like if you haven't played a telltale game like this is a great first ver- first one of it because it's it looks better it sounds incredible um and i honestly think it's a beautiful game it's a beautiful game yeah you turn turn the gamma down significantly do not listen okay. to them make it dark cuz it's overlit but if you turn the gamma down it actually looks freakishly close to the show yeah yeah usually usually i like wait the the few times that I have played a Telltale's, Telltale's game, I, I wait for everything to be out, and then I'll pick it up. Um, totally this one, I'll do you a solid, Spencer. I'll finally do it. I'll finally commit to to something here. Oh, you know what? Just share it. Share it. I'll I'll play it from your account. Share it. I can share it. Yeah, right? Because you get yeah. like an hour. Mm-hmm. You should be able to like get through the whole first episode. Hell yeah. I will do that. That sounds fun. All right. I'm into it. Let's check. You know what? We, we need to be recommending more... Um, Low stakes and lesser known video games here yeah. every now and then instead of talking the big ones I mean, that we all everyone knows. And just just so you know, this is a great Telltale games, like especially I'm a fan. This I'm a one, fan. But it's it's a great thing if you want to try to get someone into video games. It is a good it's very low stress. Like I literally they're, when they're I play more like Telltale games, novels, I, I'd, yeah, I'd say, yeah, I literally turn all the settings to not stress me out. So like quick time events, I'm just like, nope, give me infinite time. I don't want to stress about clicking buttons because I'm just here for the story. I was eating a bowl of popcorn while I was playing this game. Like that's it's not like there you go. You're, See, it, it it's a great. It literally feels like I'm sitting on the couch and just being a part of an episode of the show. That's cool. Which is a really cool vibe. So yeah, highly recommend. Um, I'm a nerd. <laughs> well, we're both nerds, and we're all nerds. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry to say you're, you're also a nerd. probably a nerd. Probably you a nerd. You nerd. Uh, speaking of nerds, <laughs> uh, <laughs> some yeah. of them are going back to school. Goddamn nerds going back Freaking to school nerds, to get dude. their education on. Uh, back to school, Spencer. Do you remember what it felt like? To be hitting August, and then you're like, damn, we're less than a month away from school. Yeah, uh, the constant negotiations of trying to get an on-brand backpack uh, <laughs> was definitely almost every year for me. And then finally, one year I got a Jansport, and I had it for the next 15. <laughs> but I was ripping through Kmart backpacks over the years. So that was always my big one, was trying to get, please, can I just get one brand name thing? Like, yeah. can I get a pair of Nikes instead of Shacks? I wanted, a, I wanted a Herschel <laughs> backpack for so long. Oh yeah, those were cool. Those were cool. So, um, so I remember it vividly because I, you know, I was a get the rose art type of family economics wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta imagine backpack needs have changed rather significantly since you and I were school. Like speaking of. I mean, exponential our, growth of tech and, you know, education things. When I was going through high school and college, uh, because we we were post, you know, we were post uh, school shooting time. Like we went to school during, you know, the early peak of school shootings. So my college, my high school, no lockers. 
So mm. we had to carry all of our books around that we would need for each individual day. So a lot of our negotiations around what backpacks we were all going to get was what's going to be able to carry 50 pounds of books every day. Because that's what it was like. Damn. That's... You need something sturdy and also like comfortable. You can't be like destroying your shoulders exactly. and your back. Exactly. Like, and the, you got to get like, the little middle clip for support. No, it's l- literally like it was a problem of people our age physically were our spines were compressing and like it was bad. Um, and I'm glad that for the most part, you don't have to bring books to school anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Almost everything is just like, you just need a laptop or a tablet or mm-hmm. even, even maybe just a notebook if like the school is providing like the computers, which they should be. Right. So you would well, hope. We would hope so. Um, so backpacks, you can keep pretty lightweight. Usually I'm not looking for anything or recommending anything like too sturdy unless you like. Unless you know, like you're in an advanced courses or yeah. doing a little something a little bit more involved, or like, nah, you need like calculators and like dedicated calculators and like grid and paper and stuff like that. Make um, sure it has a laptop or a tech holder, a separate area for like a laptop. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you don't need like don't do anything with like a straw for your water or anything like that. Those get dirty no, so fast do and they're useless. Don't get a backpack that charges mm-hmm. shit. No, no. Get, use your own battery packs and things like that. Uh, that's all you really need. And then, you know what I like? There's, uh, there's like these grid elastic things where you don't even need, like Cocoon used to make these and a bunch of other brands make them now too. Um, where it's just like this grid with like elastic bands. So then you can organize your like cables and stuff without mm-hmm. having like infinite mm-hmm. amount of pockets. Mm-hmm. And it's just like on a single panel. It's very cool, very helpful. So I think that helps if you're carrying like pens and cables and headphones and chargers and all of that stuff. That that that's helpful. Um, even like sticky notes and things like that. Um yeah. if you're if you need a laptop, honestly, I do think an M1 macbook air mm-hmm. now that the m2s are out is probably one of the best values assuming that you need actual processing where like a chromebook that or, just, or just like connected you, to the internet you need something to be not only your laptop but your tv like if you're going into college living in a dorm like and you want something that you only have to buy once an m1 will get you through yes six years of college if you get a master's even You'd be fine. I agree. I agree. Um, it, it's crazy that like they like actually Apple actually has like a reasonably priced computer that will actually hold up and will perform pretty much better than anything in its in its price range. Yeah. I mean, when I went, my big you know college going to college thing was I got to buy a laptop and I bought an Asus thirteen inch. Um, yeah. That was I would say four inches. Or probably like two inches thick, right? Like probably about this thick, two inches. Uh, I think it had four gigs of RAM, 320 gigabyte hard drive. And that was, at the time, about that's, as good as you could get. That, you went you went high end. When What year was this? Circa? 2013, or tw- 2009. Ooh, four gigs of RAM and 320 on a laptop in 2009? Uh-huh, I think like that's pretty Intel good. Intel 5. Intel Core 5, I think, is Oof. what I was running, if I remember right. One of the first eyes, I think, right? Yeah. yeah, I think one of the first eyes. And the thing about that is I never regret that 
purchase because that thing lasted 10 years before it became truly unusable. Um, but like, I think, you know, making sure that when you get something like, I think a lot of the things for like tech or things for school, oftentimes people think about it as impermanent. It's not something you'll have for a long time, but that's something I wish I would have thought more about as I was buying, you know, the $20 plug-in mouse yeah. Bluetooth mm-hmm. that sucks. It's mm-hmm. like, I bought like four of You're those. You're going to crank through sh- a bunch of those. You could have just bought one $80 that was going to last MX3, three years, Yeah, time. Logitech MX3. Yeah. Like, and I, I actually think, you know, if you're going to college and you're living in a dorm, right? Like, that's a whole new social situation. And, like, that can be a make or break time for how you feel about going to school. And I think one great way to make friends in college is having a good setup for people to hang out in your room a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, so I think things to consider, you know, maybe instead of getting, like, an external monitor get a cheap 4k tv that's a little bigger because now you're now you get, can you have, can have the monitor watch tv watch sports yeah. get get some yeah. lamps get some lamps lamps door lighting sucks and if you get a lamp by your bedside a lot of lamps have usb you can plug into now you can charge your phone listen listen to spencer because i did not have the college dorm experience um, i so was a hub, better i was a hub better for this like I was a hub room, like uh, because I had a TV, and also a thing that's really great for going to college, buy like a hundred dollar mini fridge. Oh, that's like, clutch! Actually, a mini fridge is clutch. I had one, and it was always helpful because I could always have a couple things just for me, like water and, and sodas, go, right? Water, sodas, yogurts, like breakfast stuff. Oh, like you're cereal. Actually I was making a beer joke. Yeah, yeah. joke. <laughs> and also, well, no, we had to hide that more well, of course. because they would that look into, yeah, they sense. would look at stuff. But, um, but yeah, so I, I think like some of it is don't try to get all of the tech that's like all of the things that are designed to be sold for going back to school are usually going to try to combine a bunch of things for convenience sake. Don't buy any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just like yeah. anything that's trying to do six things for you and it's like marketed for going to college or something like that don't do it just avoid those those are all gonna suck you're not you're gonna break all of them like just find the littlest amount of things you can get and just get something of the best quality you can afford yeah yeah stick stick with small stuff higher quality because you're you're gonna have to spend more and have fewer things but over over time you can like build up and like have like an actual set up that you could even transition to outside of college life. Um, even, even like with going to work and, and office things. Um, my personal recommendation, if you're a gamer and like, you can't really bring a bunch of stuff with you now that like, you know, you maybe you have a, uh, you have game pass and like you're, maybe you're bringing your switch along or something. Uh, an eight bit though controller. I swear by these controllers because they're high quality and compatible with multiple devices you can connect it to your switch you can connect it to your laptop you can connect it to your phone and oh, so you're saying just like a third-party universal controller game, game controller. controller yeah okay. yeah big, big fan big fan of these um they like have if you get like a some of them have like clips that you can like a- attach to your phone so you could like hold mm-hmm. up your phone like a handheld uh if you don't have like a switch or anything like that these are cool they have a bunch of different models and 50 bucks that's cheaper than like any 
a proper like switch pro controller or an xbox controller and a play or a playstation controller uh, yeah you can save some money there and they're they're solid they they get the job done they really do and one other thing if you want to if you want to be the star of the early days of a dorm get a little amazon apartment toolkit oh yes yes because everyone in your dorm every single person is going to try to reconfigure their room with no skill no understanding of anything and no tools so if you have tools everyone will be come your friend because no one else will think of that yeah like it was clutch like we we put we were we were building all sorts of configurations that probably were dangerous to have like yeah. the ability to have like 15 people watching my tv in my half of my dorm room <laughs> like every night <laughs> uh oh man you know like it's great uh, yeah get a yeah so like i just think like hey and if you want to get your hustle on you could like start charging for this or something i don't know yeah to be super unliked you could definitely do that <laughs> yeah it's a great way to make friends charge people for things <laughs> oh man what everyone in college isn't super rich and have all this expendable income dude well that's the thing some of them are but then well. A lot of us aren't, and um, everyone goes to the same school, and it becomes real weird because you're like, "Wait, wait, you guys don't have to have a job the whole time you're in school." And they're like, "What? Why do you have a job? After you're supposed to focus on school." I'm like, "Oh, because I have to have money to pay for school, <laughs> and also and this is food. not paying for it at all. <laughs> this is completely useless. It's just so I can buy beer. Um, oh man, and my textbooks. Get your pri- priorities straight, dude." Yeah, pirate yeah. pirate your also my one real tip pirate your textbooks i don't care steal everything don't care yeah. I, I i don't know i these days i wouldn't be able to tell you 10 years ago i would have been able to tell you but not 10 now. years ago not you would have been great at it not um now. and then look into trying to keep your student email active as long as possible in your life yes the longer oh, the man. better because that is my how you one get regret. all of the student discounts on everything um and it's a shock when you lose that man even even like i went to community college and like even that i had an email and i regret not holding on to that bad boy yeah honestly it could even be worth like just taking like two credits a year at like a community college with the savings you can get on everything like we're talking five dollars for spotify two dollars for the ad supported hulu plan like title uh big discount 50 percent off like everything is so much cheaper if you have a student uh student thing including like like ableton and stuff Ugh. yeah Ugh. so one thing to one thing to consider you know maybe just stay in school honestly also don't leave it it's better <laughs> Well, especially now that they're actually going to forgive the goddamn student loans. Sure they are. Sure well, they are. Well, that's what they keep they saying. They keep sending me emails about how they're like, hey, just so you know, you're going to have to pay it again. And then I'm like, motherfucker, I've been paying it the whole time because I don't believe it's going to happen. And I don't want to not pay it and then have to pay it even longer. You have a house now. You just screw it. Just, just well, don't and pay also, it anymore. I got, a, I got plenty more than whatever they're going to forgive. So it's not them forgiving some of them ain't gonna help me nah, i mean it'll fair. be great but 
your boy's got more than 10k (laughs) (laughs) it's all right everything's gonna be fine capitalism will never fail us uh hey that was our episode today good luck (laughs) everyone be a bright mind and spend on bad things Bye. bye